Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. In the building. Fourth and final hour of the Thursday morning edition. It continues with four fingers in the air. Honor mode, Kayla and Will, powered by all four seasons garage doors with our 11-year NFL veteran, our capitalized J journalist, and our best producer in the world. Remote Foster, Kayla Anderson, and Jonathan Schaefer. I'm Will Bowling. 615-737-1045 is how you join us as we talk some SEC hoops, talk some Tennessee volunteers coming up in 15 minutes as they take on Win Case and the Ole Miss Rebels to begin their SEC tournament journeys this afternoon. Good, man. I know it's going to be packed out. Know that much, Will. It was packed out for Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, being back in Nashville, I mean, people, I mean, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, you can take a few days for that one. It looked good in it there. It did. It did. It's first full capacity Wednesday crowd since 2020. There you go. The last day of the college basketball season before the pandemic started. And uh, first full Thursday crowd today since uh, 2019. Dang. When Tennessee made the championship after beating Kentucky and fell to Bruce Pearl and Auburn. And I'll say this, because I was at that game when it got canceled, and clearly the pandemic came after that. Oh. And I can't imagine like being a player there, a family member of a player, a fan, and just everything was just sucked right out of you. Like, everybody's ready to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, opening things up here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And just everything went quickly downhill. And I remember spending the whole day there at the press conference with Greg Sankey. Nobody knew what was going to go on. And then, you know, you have it go to Tampa. And Tampa's fine, whatever. But it's just not Nashville in terms of everybody coming together in a central place i think everybody this year was like we're going to nashville we're booking our ticket we don't care how bad our team is if you're south carolina or you're lsu we're gonna go watch it and have a good time i think that's what's so special about nashville being you know yeah. the sec tournament home right now is because no matter who your team is you're just gonna go support them and have a good time doing it uh actually well especially you on this one y'all had if y'all had kids would y'all take them out of school for this game today or will have you missed school for the sec tournament here nope you had never huh. did mm. okay i was just wondering i might 2 30 is like a, a real good time you get an opportunity i mean you've gone to school already i was just wondering that's something you guys ever done or thought about in that sense of like yeah take them out because i i will say i considered i was like ah, i could take the boys out of school but i'm like ah nah, we're good if you get a chance to see these guys before they go yeah. to the next level and you can see them down up close and personal too i think that's really cool i love when i see them signing autographs and some of these young kids just having a ball Late at night, too. Some of them stay up very late I know. to watch I, those games. I don't know which one is worse, being up late at a, at a public event like that or missing school for it. I remember where I was in 2006 when Chris Lofton hit the buzzer beater to beat Winthrop in the first round of the NCAA tournament. In a cradle? I was literally <laughs> in a classroom watching it on a little like TV you'd bring in as a substitute teacher to like 
show a video. Oh, did they wheel it in? Like they the did wheel it. Yes. Yes. Pretty sure. Yes. It was either That's the one hanging time. from the ceiling yeah. um, that, that would take a whole corner of the classroom. Yeah, that would be say. on the corner bracket. Yeah. Yeah. With the little yeah. rod coming down. That's where you'd watch like the student TV, which that was when I was the elementary school news anchor of yeah. ETV at Edmondson Elementary. It's fine. I'm a big deal. And uh, Film strip day, baby. That, that's where I watched the 06 buzzer beater for Wait Chris minute, Lofton. You, you were what? Doing what? I was when? the news anchor for ETV. Edmondson, Edmondson Television. Him. Edmondson Go explore. I mean, Television. I love that Will has manifested all of this into existence. This is who you're meant to be, Will. It is. Great. Uh, I'm an EFL. Yeah. I'm an Edmondson Explorer for life. What year was that? 2006. So Chris what grade? Game winner. Sophomore year for me. That would have been spring College. of 06. Freshman. Uh, no. <laughs> grade oh, grade school. Oh, grade oh, school. Okay, fifth grade. You 2006. I was finishing up. Uh, finishing up fourth grade. Oh uh, God! You want to know what I was doing? Oh, I was playing. No, actually, I was, fin- I was finishing up third grade in 2006. Okay, that's ridiculous. I was uh, pledging Cap Alpha Psi <laughs> in 2006. Me roll spring oh six, baby. I was finishing up third grade at Edmond- Edmondson Elementary, Miss Hartman's class. Is that weird oh, that I immediately know every teacher in my elementary? No, yeah, I know every I could, single one. I can name all of them. I know all mine. of mine. Absolutely. I could get close. That means yeah. they had an impact. They did. Oh, Miss Miss Heaston. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Miss 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 Heaston was was crazy. I went to go uh, real quick. Went to went to go lay flowers in my my mom's grave yeah. site, and I rolled right past Miss Heaston. I stopped there for a second. Yeah, she That's, was older. She's yeah. a lifetime teacher. That's amazing. She was shout so out teachers. Shout out. Ooh. Yeah, it was so we had that and then uh, I've talked about Mrs. Tripp at, at, in middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Growing up here too. And she would put on, she like anyone who went to my middle school or high school knows Miss Tripp and like yeah. the, just the massive impact she had in such a big way on so many people in, in our area. But she would put on the projector in our class in seventh grade. She would put on the tournament. And she'd That's just be cool. like, we're just going to have a fun day. Stop. We're going to watch the tournament cool. today. Stop. Yeah, always one day out of the tournament, it would be like, you know what? Hey, uh, hey, hey, have you been in Miss Tripp's class yet today? Oh, yeah. You'll get to watch basketball. I'm going to be like, let's go. Isn't that funny? You could always hear the class before, oh, yeah. like what you were about to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes it was just awful, but then sometimes you'd get that surprise where you're like, yes. You could it's text a free it. day. We had a teacher like that. Actually, the one teacher, I got to give her credit, Miss Ann Chipman. She's the one that got me super involved in ball sports and stuff. She was she was that teacher like that. Cool. Oh, Miss Chipman. Oh, my gosh. Love her to this day. She also illegally let me drive her uh, Chrysler 300 C home. <laughs> oh, that gosh. was the last day, eighth grade. Oh, I was like, I can drive. Eighth grade? Eighth grade? I can, I can drive. Really? This is when the 300 C, you remember no. the luxury one? Uh, she was like, you can drive. I was like, yeah, come on, Miss Chipman. No lie. She let me drive her vehicle. Wait, were you 13? You. Yeah, I was 13, 14 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, I, you're not allowed to no. drive at that age. Do not take yeah, this seriously. If any, of, uh, if any of Auntie Aaron's uh, uh, kids are listening to our show right now, no, you are not allowed no. to drive yeah. like Ramon Foster was <laughs> nope. way too young. I always love when Kayla gets to the <laughs> part, I know. part of the show. I love it yeah. so much. Y'all Can't never drove your teacher out. cars? See, I mean, no, no Ramon. Of course not. What are you talking about? No. about? I paid it what? all because she, she, I mean, I became a vol and she came and watched me huh. play. Uh, don't don't put well, she recruiting then Ramon don't have some illegal benefits that oh, you're admitting well, to on this show this hey, morning hey screw it we passed that now you're me y'all want to come for us 
Don't. There were some wins that I that I witnessed in your career that I would like to stay as wins and not be vacated. This please. is high school. If anything, no they hit way. my high school Ripley. High yeah, there school. weren't too many of those wins in the senior year. That sure. fourth overtime hey, win over Kentucky hey, is something it. I would like spot to spot it. The fourth over. Oh, we're gonna keep that one. Well, we're gonna definitely we're, keep oh, that one. Well, I'm old. Remember you said that already. Turk already McBride and Gerard years. Mayo taking down Andre Woodson on a two point conversion to win what 52 54 54 52. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of why the coldest games I've ever. Mo, been why'd to. you get Coach Fulmer fired? <laughs> oh my gosh. That was hey, too many he was bad asked seeds. that. Hey, the Schaefer. Schaefer. I know, that's sensitive. Best NFL combine on. question ever. Easy. Because I was like, I'm the leader what of the team. What coach was it? What GM? Uh, do you remember? What Tomlin. team? It was the Steelers. Oh, it was the Steelers. Uh, was that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's it was, right. But that wasn't overly disrespectful, though. That was like a fair question. Like, if you were one of the team leaders and captains of the team, how did this break down like that? Mm-hmm. And that was fair for the time, for sure. And then Ramon answered the question. You know what Mike said? We do not care. Yeah. They got a baller out of it. Put me, gave me a three to fifth round grade, though. Third to fifth round grade. Crazy. You know what got me? Which is why I always talk about the uh, combine 40 time. Five, five, six. That was your 40 time? Yeah, buddy. I didn't five, know that. Yeah, five, I knew five, it was five six. too slow. Five, five, I didn't know it was five, five, yeah, six. I, I would make the excuse of the, 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 the one I have. It was the nosebleed. Legit. The nosebleed did oh, happen. Know, yeah. And it, it right. threw me Ooh. off. Was it all over? It was just, it didn't hit my clothes. It just, I felt it. You know, that you ever caught a nosebleed? Yo. Do you know how many of those I got in it elementary gets school? It warm, does it not? You're like, what's all oh, yeah. Tastes like pennies. Yeah, it it's does. disgusting. And yeah. It's like um, iron. Metallic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just drip down on my face. Your I was, like, oh, my levels. I was just thinking you're that. running and like it's just splatting back. No, oh, this was no. during breakfast. Yeah, no, nah, and the dude, Mark, which we met down, uh, the first guy, one of the first dudes we met in uh, Mobile. Senior Remember with the ring when yep. we worked out? Yeah, it was him. He was like, hey, no, you got to go. We're on Ooh. TV. Ooh. I was like, Mark. But he was one of the first people to tell me, you're going to make this team. I was like, yeah, pff, dude, you're I went like, undrafted. Yeah, you're right. I didn't understand. No, at the time, dude, uh, I'm like a, I'm like a scared puppy going to a new home. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. And Mark was like, you're going to make this team. I was like, yeah, right. He's like, we had a three to five on you. I don't know how we got you. Did that make you That's mad crazy. the first time you were told Hell that? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you know, like, got, don't tell me that now. Probably helped you, you know in your what career. It was? Because I was broke as a joke, man. Like, legitimately. Like, they gave me five grand. No, eight. They gave me eight. After tax, I was like $4,600, dollars Well, that ain't nothing. <sighs> and you had At a kid. At the time, I had a kid, mm-hmm. had an apartment still, trying to figure stuff out. And uh, the dude that got drafted third, which they did draft somebody in the third. The difference was his 40, and he came from Joe Thomas's school of offensive line, oh, West, Wisconsin. You, uh, you know what his signing bonus was? $786,000. And how long did he last in the league? He lasted six, seven. Mm. I got 11. Yeah. They also cut him the next year. That's right. <laughs> Just wanted, well, to, break, want wanted to, to bring that up. Ragan Campbell gets cocky. Six years, though. Ragan. I mean, he got vested. He was all right. Nah, let me go Yeah, to but he didn't Campbell. stay with oh, Pittsburgh. Okay. He did one year, one yeah. and done. One and done, baby. And not in college. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's you're my like, cynical You're side. like Pam Beasley at the shareholders <laughs> meeting. And went to volleyball camp most summers. <laughs> and went to bragging camp most summers. <laughs> Coming up next, uh, a discussion on Tennessee basketball that I think is going to be an interesting one. Looking at Tennessee's matchup with Ole Miss today as they start the SEC tournament, Grant Ramey mentioned it with us earlier this week. You've got a weird vibe on this Tennessee team going into the tournament because the fans don't care about this game and about this tournament because they got the monkey off their back last year. 1979 isn't a stat anymore about this team. They won the SEC tournament. They're the defending champs. If you were to ask Tennessee fans, would you rather win the SEC tournament or make the Sweet 16? 
I think 90% of them would say make the Sweet 16. They don't care about this one anymore. But here's the question I want to pose to both of you and of the people. Does Rick Barnes get a pass at all this March because this team doesn't have Zakai Ziegler at a very inopportune time? 615-737-1045. We're talking Tennessee hoops. Coming up next on Ramon, Kayla, and Will. 104.5 The Zone. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. It's about Kayla and Will, and it's powered by all four seasons garage doors here on 1045 The Zone. Ramon Foster, Kayla Anderson, Will Bowling, Jonathan Schaefer making the show happen. Did I see a Robert Walsh appear back there as well? Yeah, back in the uh, shadows. Robert howled at the moon a bit last night, so uh, he's uh, he's a bit on the IR this morning. Oh, oh, oh no. Is he still in there or not? Oh, no, he's here, but we're keeping him away from live microphones. Uh-oh. He's in the shadows. He's in the shadows. Hold on, hold on one second. Hey, hey, hey back to the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the deep, dark shadows now. We've we've had some bad ideas that are just so bad they might be golden ticket ideas that have been happening in this studio over the break. Shay, yeah. I don't know if you've heard us. Oh, no, you, I think you've heard a little bit of us. No, I've been giving coffee to Bert here. So Talking I think about oh, having... Th- this is a Robert Walsh project, perhaps. Not having, under the current condition. Having a March Madness <laughs> bracket of punchable faces. I love it. Including zone personalities. Love yeah. it. I think we've decided yeah. that uh, Ramon and Slay would have to go up against each other in the first round and yeah. make people Ooh, choose that's tough. between the brothers. Ooh, eight, nine. No, I, I think what we've decided is they'd be a 16 versus 16 yeah, play I don't know in if game. we can go 64. I mean, I think we have to... Oh, no, have no, to, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd have to cut it down a little. Yeah. We really, I mean, Lane Kiffin is an easy one seed. Lane, Lane and Buck are in tight oh, battle to be number one, one overall. Yeah. Yeah. Those are one seeds right there. We yeah. really talked through it, though, too. We really did. And we really did. But that's the thing. If Lane goes on to win it all, y'all, we have to have Lane on the show. Like, no doubt about it. We have to get him to be on the show. I'd roll for it. Like I say, so. you, 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 you kind of helped me ease over my, my hatred. Well, come SEC Media Days, we're going to have every coach on the show. Bada boom, bada bing. When they make the rounds first with us before all the other shows on our station go Woo. on the air. I'm probably not going to ask I'm joking. It's not going to happen. Any but. football questions to Lane either. I got none. No? Yeah, no. Nah, I okay. got none for him because I, I don't want to help him recruit here in Middle Tennessee. I just want to ask dog <laughs> questions. You want to ask dog questions? His dog is so cute. Juice. Juice. Juice Kiffin is Juice. the best Ole Miss prospect there is. Use. Huh. Juice is a recruiting tool. I want to I want to holler at Drinkwitz too. I, I want I want none of the prime guys. I need to holler at You just at want the second rate yeah. SEC coach. You don't want to sit with Saban and have a cup of coffee? 
I would have a private conversation with, with, with Saban. I'm going to put him in an awkward position. Would you? Yeah, because I covered him as his plane landed down in Tuscaloosa his first season in Alabama. And he scared the ever-living out of me. I was a baby, baby broadcaster. Oh. And I, that man was mean. See, I, I couldn't... I couldn't but now I, lo- I, I, I respect him. I'd have conversation with him more than anything. Like, I, I don't think there's anything for me to ask him. This is one of those broadcast things where we'll say you don't want to play to the home team too much. Right, that's where I would be well, with him. I mean... I don't want to do that to In him. Nashville, Alabama's probably like third yeah. on the list of home teams in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, probably Tennessee and Auburn. Auburn's on there. What's crazy? I was at the park again yesterday, and I was actually, I had a really good conversation with a Bama fan. We, we, so we that talk, means he we probably went there. Who? He, he's from Alabama. There you go. He's actually from Alabama. Did he go to Alabama? I'm not. I ain't even go that far. I would assume so. I give you grace <laughs> if you're from and that, there and you hear talking. About I know him. a lot of good Bama fans that didn't go there. Also, I'm not. I'm just trolling. I'm yeah. just joking. But, he was over the league park. I mean, league ball at the park. And so stuff. he probably goes to the games. It's like yeah. I said last week. Uh, the the fans that go to the games, for the most part, are great. Mm-hmm. Good experience. Yeah. It's the ones that call into the Fine Bomb Show and then live in like the middle of Montana, yet they're yeah. diehard bands. Yeah, that they're not up and there. And they claim twenty six national championships. Uh, anyway. uh, we uh we talked about recruiting and stuff. It was it was a real good conversation. He had on the Scarlet I mean what is script A which which A with are the mullet. Which the A, A with the mullet. A with the mullet. Is that what you call what? it? Uh-huh. I'm so lost. Their so A has A the mullet are. and the Braves A doesn't have the mullet on the top. I didn't tell him at the time I was like, hey, hey you why that's what I want to tell him. So the the funny thing is if we had Nick Saban on the show I would essentially be like Michael Scott and his exit interview with Toby when he leaves the office. And then Holly walks in and he has to pretend to be nice. He just goes, what gives you the right? What what gives you the right? Yeah. Why are you the way that you are? That would be me interviewing Nick Saban. That's really? usually what we ask you. That's so that true. That is true. That is real. The shoe is on the other foot. Is it just me or have these tables turned? Uh, <laughs> so a uh, interesting discussion about this Tennessee basketball team, guys, because I think we're going to get split answers on this. Does Rick Barnes get a pass this March because of Zakai Ziegler's injury? And I'll open the floor first before I give my thoughts. Me, on you, you want me to roll, Matt? You, we're talking about tournament. Give me specifics. Where we at? We're talking about tournament. Just exactly what I said. Does, I does yes, Rick Barnes get a pass for this season because of Zakai Ziegler's injury? Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, and, and this is why to me this team had had performed well. Something switched for them in order for it to kind of turn off for a little bit. And I think every coach is kind of do that here or there. Heading into this tournament, me personally, I said this team is in a different transition. I'd love for them to win this one and go to the Sweet 16 minimum in the in the uh, in March Madness in the NCAA tournament. I, I kind of judge him off of how his guys react to him, what he's able to get to him, and I look at his situation. He's still recruiting well. The guys still play good, uh, still play really good team ball. Are there lags? Yes. Has he still performed above? I still think yes, considering our talent as opposed to other teams' talent too. Rick Barnes, to me, doesn't get fired even if he has one below 500 season. That's how I look at it. Oh, and being fired is not, uh, that's not a part You're of it. You're saying let just down. A pass. I'm just saying a pass from the fan base. He does. As far well. as, is this season still, can this season still kind of be a push because you don't have Zakai Ziegler? I think... Semifinals here is a win for this team. I don't care about the SEC tournament. And then Sweet 16. If you don't get to the Sweet 16, as much dynamic has changed with the team, you lost your heartbeat with Zakai. I think he gets a pass, Will. See, I want to jump in real quick because when we were talking about this yesterday, 
about, well, I don't care about the SEC tournament and, and the feeling that many people don't care about the SEC tournament because you won the SEC tournament last year. Like, you should care about the SEC tournament. It's still a conference championship. It's still a banner. Mm-hmm. It's still a trophy. It's still something. Because the team's not competing for a national championship, especially with Ziegler out in terms of the injury. It still means something. I think it's a bit arrogant and even perhaps entitled to just be like, nah, I don't care. And I'm not saying you specifically, well, I'm just saying that mentality I find to be a little dangerous. Kayla, what do you think? So I don't think the team is having that mentality at all. I think the team, if you're an athlete, you're wanting to compete no matter what. You're wanting to win this dang tournament no matter what. Um, And I'm sure Rick Barnes is preaching that too. However, when you look at the fans, yeah, maybe they're not as like, gung-ho on winning this tournament because you did do that last year that was really really cool and hadn't been doing right. what was the last time well sorry 79. 70 yeah hadn't done it in a really long time so the, i think you look at it two different ways the, they have the fans perspective and then the, the players perspective when it comes to just the tournament now when it comes to giving rick barnes a pass i say yes and i seem to side a little more with Rick Barnes than others do in terms of getting them past a certain point in the tournament, but this year especially, because what's most important in a tournament, I feel like, in the NCAA, a guard, your guard play, it's huge. And when you don't have the heartbeat, your guard, I I just think you can't hold it against them this year. And look, they might get out in the semis here and then go on and win the first game in the tournament. I mean, that's not awful now next year you've really you've really got to figure things out you've really got to hope and pray that you are going to get past some point in the tournament because it's it's not going to be forever that rick barnes is going to be able to get to the second round yeah. and get bounced i will or say the sweet 16 just one person's uh opinion yesterday todd Furman on 3hl actually had the vols winning it the whole thing he with said the SEC? there's a strong opportunity they could in the SEC tournament. Okay. And Savage, Savage is listening. He can correct me, but he was just like, because of where their seeding is, yeah. the matchups are very favorable for him. But I give him a pass this year because of just what has happened with Sakai. I don't. I don't think you can. I think the burden of proof is on Rick Barnes to prove that he can adapt and he can win in March. Because of his history at Tennessee his history at Texas and everywhere that he's been, uh, I'm more willing to give him a pass for last year because Tennessee simply just didn't make wide-open shots and uh, Michigan made all of the wide-open shots. But that being said, then we're giving him two years in a row of, well, but when this is the norm for Tennessee under Rick Barnes, and if this was the exception, if Rick Barnes had more than one Sweet 16 appearance at Tennessee, by all means, I would give him a pass for this season. But guys... This team is too experienced. They have too much talent. A preseason top 10 team should be able to still make the Sweet 16 without one player. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think the history of Tennessee in the NCAA tournament under Rick Barnes means he doesn't get a pass for anything as long as he has got a legitimate team. Now, is there a caveat to it? Is there nuance to that opinion? Sure. I think the timing of Sakai Ziegler's injury makes this a lot more difficult where to play devil's advocate to myself, if this injury happens earlier on in the season, Tennessee has a lot more time to figure out what they do at point guard with Sakai Ziegler out for the year. I understand that not only 
is it bad that he got hurt? It's even worse when he got hurt because he only had one regular season game to figure out how you move forward. So I understand that there is a caveat to the opinion that I have, but I've seen this team have too many early exits in March to ever give Barnes a pass for it. It's time to figure it out and take that next step before he can leave this program better than he found it. And there's no question. Rick Barnes will leave Tennessee basketball much better than he found it. Tennessee fans are too hard on Rick Barnes, I think, as as a rule. I think both things can be true, though. He doesn't deserve a pass for this season, despite the injury. But Tennessee fans should still take it a little bit easier on him than I think they often do. Let me ask you this, then, Will, when it comes down to your stance, and I think that is a great, you, you set that up perfectly, almost bulletproof in the sense of, of the how and the whys and the what when it comes down to him. But is this just a Rick Barnes situation to where his track record has proven that he has a stop hold when it comes down to his performance of his teams? Because you look at this one this year and we say to myself, we say to ourselves, well, we made every excuse in the book for when it came down to the Titans dropping games or to Ryan Tannehill and his situations of not being able to perform because there was a lack of talent surrounding them. I look at that right now with Tennessee going into this tournament play. If we're talking about tournament SEC and we're talking about the NCAA tournament, I kind of question the idea that, look, this has been a major shift in the team dynamic at this point. Is it a Rick thing or is it a is it just an expectation thing when it comes down to your approach to it? I mean, this team has been ranked number one multiple times under Rick Barnes. Yes. They were preseason number 10. They've won the SEC regular season. They've won the SEC tournament. They've won everything that Bruce Pearl did except for get past the Sweet 16. And that was the thing that Tennessee fans that want to hashtag bring back Bruce like they used to say. That ship has thankfully sailed by this point. That's still the argument they have in their corner. Bruce made an Elite Eight. Rick Barnes hasn't. Rick Barnes has been to the second weekend once with Tennessee. That's the other thing, though, that's interesting is that it wasn't the Bruce Pearl team that you thought would make the Elite Eight, like the team that made the Elite Eight for Tennessee, the only team to ever do it, was not the one that you would expect. It was two or three years after Chris Lofton left when you just had a team that, you know, uh, go and beat Evan Turner in Ohio State on a last-second chance for Ohio State, and they, they locked down that team, and then they go and they lose close to Michigan State. That was a good team. That wasn't a great team. That made the Elite Eight for Tennessee. So maybe I'm prefacing all of this, and this is the squad for Tennessee that maybe isn't the one you expect at this point that does make that run and get over the hump. I think the positive of the Ziegler injury is you're forcing a lot of players in this team to lock in on the offensive end who weren't locking in on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Tobey Awaka, Jemai Meshack, Julian Phillips back from injury. Josiah Jordan-James has a different role. I like that element of it. In in no way is Tennessee better without Sakai. I think there are some players, though, that you might get the best out of them because the sense of urgency is that much higher. The the question I have then is what what is coaching in time and today's sports name? Because I'm I'm not comparing one coaching record to another or standard to another, but I'm looking at Bayheim. He's been in and out of the 16. He's gone to the most recent Final Four was uh 2015-2016 season. I do look at Barnes' situation. I kind of say, okay, I kind of get it. But Barnes has been teetering around the 32 and 16 and 64 at times, too. Where Where is the actual gr- – I hate to even say grace because people don't have that these days when it comes down to coaches and performance. But where is the grace when it comes down to y- you might need that recruit? Or that, that era of saying, Hey, we're hot. Nobody can recruit better than us. And 
in how many years for Barnes since 2015, seven, eight years, has Barnes been able to get that type of class and consistency oh, of that's building, not the the building the team? Building the team isn't the problem. It, it, it's winning in March. Rick Barnes is getting five stars every year. He's got a five star that enrolled early. Freddie Delone yeah, is not yeah. going to play a minute until next November. But, but what is that then in coaching? That is that not knowing how to adjust to opponents that you're not used to playing because Style. when you're in the SEC and you just don't know how to adapt quickly in those scenarios because I look at like an Oregon State upset yeah. a couple years ago like that was a no offense to Wayne Tinkle and Oregon State because they went on a run that year yeah. but there is no way the Vols should have lost to that team and they, they is that a Rick Barnes coaching thing just in the NCAA tournament that's what it's like been what whole is it I, I, I'm giving him grace because I look at it and say, he's there. You're knocking. And, and before you go any further, I'm just like, sometimes it takes a little while to get there. Bayheim's only got one national champion. One. Rick has been a one final four and he's been a coach for about 40 years. He's been knocking since you were in college. Okay. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's R- not that he's just been knocking at, knocking on the door at Tennessee. Rick Barnes' entire career as a college basketball coach mm-hmm. has been knocking on the door. He's, a great guy. He's a great coach. He's got fifth or sixth most active wins among active college basketball coaches. He's a great coach. Right. But what you're describing has been the conversation around him ever since Kevin Durant left. And he had TJ Ford. Can, and he had TJ Augustine. Can I ask you this then? And knowing my basketball history in Washington with the Zags and Mark Few has been with Gonzaga for years. I mean, that guy is not going to leave. And He's gotten them to a Final Four. He's gotten them to the championship. But they still do not have a championship. And you can argue that there have been several Gonzaga teams that should have won the Natty. Okay? You can argue that. But there aren't fans up in Spokane that are saying, get Mark Few out of there. So my point is, would you be okay with Rick Barnes if he brought you to some Final Four? Is that okay? Or does it have to be a Natty? In the next five years. Doesn't have to be an national okay. championship. Elite eights. The, the okay. issue with Rick Barnes is now when Philip Fulmer in Tennessee made sure they kept Rick Barnes from going to UCLA, he became paid like a national championship level coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's making $5 million a year. Okay, but is that the market of all coaches? Like, did you uh, want to start him at $1.5 The names are, that he is with in the coaching profession in college him. basketball. Bill Self, number one, John Calipari, Tom Izzo, at the time, Jay Wright and Chris Beard, Rick Barnes. That's the fraternity that he's in as far as how much he is getting paid. He's getting paid more than anyone in the SEC not named John Calipari, Rick Barnes is. You get paid like a top 10 coach, you finish in the Elite Eight. That should be the expectation for a team that was top 10 preseason, was as high as number three this year, number two, number two. Yeah. That's the expectation, and I think there will be a section of Tennessee fans that will never give him a pass until he at least equals the one Elite Eight that Bruce Pearl had yeah. with Tennessee. I think that's what that's all Tennessee fans are going to ask for. And I think it's fair. Make an Elite Eight before fair. you're gone. I think it's fair. But yep. I ain't going to be mad at his market for getting paid, though, either, because he's had some really hot moments. And that being said, Rick Barnes as a guy... And just as a leader and administrator within that athletic department has been so good for resetting the expectations of what is Tennessee basketball. Mm-hmm. Rick Barnes, more so than Bruce Pearl, has helped sustain the success that he had. As we've talked about it before, 
Bruce Pearl was at his best at Tennessee when he had a bunch of three stars that would dive on the floor and full court press and play his system. Bruce Pearl plateaued out when he was started to get five stars. Rick Barnes has continued to up the ante and improve at Tennessee. He deserves credit for setting things up in a much, much better place for whoever's next for him. And he'll forever be a, a legendary Tennessee coach. Let, let me add to reason. this, too, real quick. The SEC is miles, miles better than it was years ago. That's also nice. true. Okay. Right. We'll and take hoops. your phone calls on this. 615-737-1045 on the other side as we close out the Thursday morning edition of Ramon, Kalen, Will, 104.5 The Zone. Let's see, something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real. Because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. One final segment this morning on Ramon, Kayla, and Will, and it's powered by all four seasons garage doors. Kind of feel like a DJ talking over this song. Great one. Ramon Foster, Kayla Anderson, Will Bowling with you. We'll be in the building for uh, SEC tournament action. Tennessee and Ole Miss coming up today. You can hear it on the zone with an approximate 2.30 tip-off. Fingers uh, crossed. Florida and Mississippi State beginning session number one. And then the nightcap that I will not be awake for tonight, LSU and Vandy. That's a late one, folks. I'll catch the recap tomorrow morning before the show. Me too. Yeah, that's a late one. Uh, let's go to the phones real quick before we uh, close out the show, get to final headlines. Go to Jerry with us on the phone lines for the final call of the day. What's going on, Jerry? Okay. Yeah, can y'all hear me? We yeah. got you. Okay. Yeah, I got a two-part question here. Uh, one of them is uh, I wouldn't want to be a coach at Tennessee from nothing. Uh, I'm a big Tennessee fan, but look what happened to Fulmer when they stumped his toe. He... He was gone. He's out of there. Forrest. Look what happened to Bush Jones. Bush Jones probably won more bowl games than most coaches did at Tennessee. He's gone. Well, now Rick Barnes has got Ziegler hurt, and Ziegler ain't the whole team. There's more players on that team. I think that's a slap in the face to Ziegler and to the coaching staff. They have players on that team that are probably upset that they're not even being noticed because all that's been talked about is Ziegler being hurt. Ziegler is not the whole team. So I'm going to hang up and let y'all kind of mm-hmm. go over what I said. Mm-hmm. But I believe there's players on the bench that is just itching to show what they can do. And when they do... I believe uh, all Tennessee fans are going to uh, breathe a sigh of relief. But if he don't and we lose, 
you know, we're liable to fire Rick Barnes. That's just the way Tennessee is. we got to be all on top or we're nothing. And I've never noticed to be on top of anything. But now we're prominent again, and that's when the trouble begins. We're all of a sudden prominent, and we want to stay there and be factor number one again. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Look, there, you can have two opinions at once, right? Rick Barnes doesn't get a pass for this year without Zakai. Rick Barnes also still shouldn't be fired, is what I'm saying. By the way, and Butch Jones is not the best comparison because for Tennessee football, the expectation is not winning bowl games. The expectation is to win the SEC East to compete for championships. Mm-hmm. Can you so, imagine having to eat next to that guy? Oh my God! Cafeteria. Is this Bert Hawkinson? This is Bert Hawkinson. What's going on? Can y'all do me a favor? I'm listening. Can y'all do like another hour of radio? Sure. Do <laughs> <laughs> we get a bonus? I am not in charge of the bonus. No, I don't structure. see any scenario. Brother, we already do one extra hour for everyone else. But could You're asking you, us to work a fifth hour? Could you do like one more? So I could sleep underneath this desk over here. (laughs) Oh, don't do that. My dog hurting you. It is. It doesn't sound good. Don't don't do what? The prop. God, that's so gross. (laughs) The problem is, I'm really good at drinking. And who would have thought I could do it on a midday game? Like, you know what I mean? Did you go to the games last night? I did not go to the games last night. I I don't know. I I did it on accident, Will. I did not do this on purpose. That happens. That happens. my, My girlfriend, okay, yesterday she was like, Bring some clothes with you to work so you can change. It's going to be a nice day. And we're going to go drink with my friends. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll go. Wednesday in Nashville. And then it just ended up like one thirty of us getting home and me just stumbling into bed. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. 1.30 a.m. A.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, Bert. I know. Go off, King. I am a stallion. You are. You are. (laughs) You are. And you can sing. You can do it all. I can. I'm pretty good at drinking beer. Send me to my shadows, please. Back to the shadows. Back to the shadows. Digging deep. Oh, that was, uh, that was I'm, different. I'm going to the shadows. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That was enthusiastic. See, the thing is, Bert, though, that oh. now you get the opportunity to repay Buck and Lucas for all the fun they had without you last week in Indianapolis. Now you get to be the one that you're having fun here, but they were not included on your stories. And you should just hijack. Well, actually, don't hijack Lucas and Rhett. I am we trying like to Lucas do as little but work as possible. Perfect. Mm. Good. Mm. Which is no up. different than usual. So. <laughs> mm. I was going to say, that's a day that ends in Y, right? <laughs> you got it figured out. All right, guys. Back I'm going to the back. shadows. Uh, oh, my God. This is great. Thank you to, uh, to Mike Tanier and Coach Mac for joining us. Everybody calling in, interacting with the Thursday edition of the show. You can hear Vol Network coverage of Tennessee and Ole Miss. Gosh almighty, it's right here on 104.5 The Zone today, and you can hear us tomorrow morning. No days off. We'll be here. Four hours, 6 a.m. It'll be Friday, and we're going to act like it. And Ramon Foster is going to act like it right now with his words of wisdom to you, the people. Listen up. As the game tip off around 2.30 today, your Twitter fingers and your mic is always hot, people. Okay? Hey everybody, this is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game, every day. 
plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.